Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the They Came From Beyond rules by Onyx Path Publishing. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to themes for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include various hijinks, mature language, and possible show rewrites. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., which may or bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. And now, on with the show. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am normally your keeper, your handler, potentially your storyteller at this point, Michael Diamond, but I am going to be handing the show and its directorial camera view to director Miranda tonight because she has something special in mind, I believe. I do. Thank you for joining us again for the last installment of our They Came From series from Onyx Path Publishing. And today we are bringing you a very special flick. They Came From the Cyclops Cave is a recent Kickstarter from Onyx Path Publishing. And we will be playing through a little bit of that action. And without further ado, why don't we get to know our cast? Starring. Hi, this is Allie, and I play Victoria Baxter. What archetype are you playing, Allie? I am playing the dreamer. Fantastic. Guest starring. This is Morgan. I play Celadora the Explorer, and my archetype is champion. With special appearance by. This is Lonnie. I am playing the great Oroz, a sage. And introducing. Hi, this is Mike, and I'm going to be playing Alistair von Hutenberg. Your oiled and sexy scoundrel. Our film opens, as they always do on a dark, rainy night. A cloaked figure rides up to a roadside inn and tavern. We hard cut to a dimly lit interior. The cloaked figure takes a seat at a table in the back and snuffs out the candlelight. The man behind the bar approaches them with a plate of food and a tankard as if their arrival was expected. What brings our adventuring party to this roadside inn on this stormy night? And how are you passing the time while you're here? Uh, well, clearly, um, Alistair is going to be carousing and playing cards and drinking liberally and probably shooting a glance over to the gentleman who is really trying to completely cop Aragorn from Lord of the Rings and wondering who paid him and why he didn't get such a vaunted entrance. Alistair feels a little a little, you know, taken aback. He's a little, a little upset at the director or the producer, probably half of the agent crew that's here. Because who gets that sort of swing and dick walk-in? He didn't get that. But he can't completely accost the gentleman verbally or physically at this point because he's knee-deep in a card game. What is Celadora the Explorer up to at the roadside and in tavern? You know, She's feeling rather homesick, so she thought she'd, like, gather in a place with all her like-minded people and maybe try to find an adventure. 
on the road. She has her handy dandy map with her. Which I'm sure the rest of the party always appreciates someone with a map. They they do. And Vicky Baxter? Uh, I am doing tricks with my pet dove and drinking from my Viking horn-ish shaped thing bowl of wine. And Oraz. I am seated with a with my back to the wall, a glass of wine in my hand, merely surveying what the hell the director has put me into this time. And I, I'm, I'm entirely too old for all this, really. <laughs> this may be uh, the big bang that you're going out with the last film of your career. Or this might just be the role I'm reduced to. <laughs> Ooh, that might, that might be the case, too. Alistair von Hutenberg. Now, as you are uh, kind of begrudgingly thinking about this big dick swinging guy walking into your set and sitting down and, and hiding themselves away, they lower their hood and you catch a glimpse of long flowing straw blonde hair, clean, very clean, a beautiful woman possibly the most beautiful woman you've ever seen. Mm, dangerous, but it's clear how she got this role. I play another card. It's a very low-cut dress, <laughs> obviously. I put my hands on the table. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure taking your money, but uh, clearly I have some things to do. Now, uh, don't go anywhere because we'll be back for round two, the bonus round. It's sort of uh, impromptu to sort of like clean up all of the money that's in front of me and possibly grab a few of the of the coins that are not mine, and then swing around and saunter my way past uh, the table here. But before I do, I say, don't worry. The night is young. As far as the, the poker goes, you'll just have to get used to disappointment and quip. So are you approaching her table then, or...? Oh, yeah, probably in a really... um matter-of-fact way. Mm. People who like to sit in the calm, dark, snuff candles out, draw silhouette shapes around themselves, uh, are eager for attention. So I'm going to give her exactly what she wants. You, As you approach, you notice the innkeeper tense up and kind of reach underneath the, um, the bar area as if he's grasping something and he's kind of leaning, preparing himself to approach you if necessary. Hmm. Okay, I noticed it out of the, just the corner of my eye. Yes, and everyone else kind of sees this too as Alistair is kind of a, I want to say a, a, has a commanding presence in this bar with his well-oiled abs that we know are at least under his clothes, I hope, unless he walks around shirtless. No, but not shirtless, but 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 director but, open but, V, open V, open V, deep V, yeah, deep deep V, probably navel. I'm mm. thinking. Um, so I'll just sort of tighten the right leather glove, and I'll raise a arm to the bartender as if to issue any of his concern and say, "Be reasonable, my good man. She's just gotten here. There's no reason to rub one out now." He will pull out from under the uh, under the bar a large sword and kind of set it with a large thump on top of the bar and will ask who sent you here. If you are here to cause the lady any trouble, I can assure you it is trouble that you will get. Well, I live by the maximum to keep your blade sharp and 
Your mind's sharper, I quip. I'd suggest you learn that rule soon. Oh, my blade is plenty sharp, but I have not seen you or the rest of your kind, or this group with you, around these parts before, and I don't trust strangers. Oh, well, please let me avail you of all of our courageous deeds. This fine group, I extend an arm out towards a party of people sitting and then immediately turn face and gesture in an opposite direction towards my actual party. These fine people and I have been on a courageous series of adventures. Why, not but a fortnight ago, we infiltrated a powerful and deadly sorcerer's den who'd kept his castle up on a hill. There was a great masquerade ball which we had to infiltrate. We found a complete and utter den of iniquity within and were able to pierce the heart to get to the eye of the problem, which was truly a magnificent tale. If you had only seen the sinful and lustful nature of everyone there, surely your heart would have stopped. Perhaps it would have beaten. It had a strange sound, like a ticking clock covered in cloth. And I'll come into camera and I'll quip, that's my cue. And during that entire thing, I'm in the background acting it out. It's a good time. We mean you no trouble. Nor this lady parading around as a member of the Lord of the Rings cast. We are simply here because we know there is yet another quest and we will fulfill it. Oh, I pop in a screen. <gasps> Did somebody say quest? <gasps> Please. Certainly. It's... A lady with a map for literally anything. Yes, I have my map. Yeah. Well, well let's see what terrible dangers await us as I quipped. The woman sitting in the dark table, um, I, I was going to say disrobes, but she not all of her clothes. It's just the robe. She takes her cloak off and drops it behind her. She stands up and steps into the light. And you can clearly see that this is someone of royal lineage, not someone that belongs in this dingy, wet, dirty roadside tavern. And she will uh, say to you, it, it is, it, it's, it's okay. I, I, I don't believe that they mean me any harm. And if they truly are the great adventurers that they say that they are, then they may be our only hope to save the kingdom. I gasp. I take my hat off, which has an enormous, obnoxiously enormous feather. And I sweep it very low enough just so that the feather gets almost close enough to brush this nasty floor, but is, is immediately whipped back up and on my head. And I say, Alistair von Hutenberg. At your service. Well, I'm quite pleased to make your acquaintance, Sir Alistair von Hutenberg. I, it is me, uh, well, you, you may not know me, but uh, Princess, Princess Philia. Oh, oh, no, I've heard of you. Philia, you uh, say? Yes, of the kingdom Centros. Hmm. Wonderful. Now, milady, what, what can we help you with on this fine evening? Oh, well, if you've heard of me, you must know that my father, King Lantis, is dead. Oh, a tragedy indeed. 
I'm not the only tra- tragedy. I was intended to inherit the throne, but my brother, the prince, used this opportunity to stage a coup and take the throne for himself. Oh, I, what a knave. How terrible. Yes, I, I fled the castle and was given shelter among the villagers, but he sent men to hunt me. And where are these men? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that that is the, cur- the concern that my good friend, the barkeep here, who was not named in the script, I, I'm sure that that's the same concern that, that he has. I, I fled further east from my kingdom as I, I couldn't stand to see more death in my name. The, my brother, he, he would hunt down and, and, and kill any villager that he thought was in any way uh, aiding me or, or providing me shelter. I'll step forward and grab her hands, and I'll quip while staring deeply into her eyes. It's fate that brought us together. Oh, I do believe so as well. I, I've been hoping and dreaming night after night that, that I would meet such a brave adventuring party that, that would be able to uh, travel back to my homeland and kill my brother. Oh, absolutely. I, I sort of, I move just slightly to the right so that way I can put Vicky, and I can put this fair maiden in, in sort of in on the bookends of my vision and just sort of nod. Yes, clearly, the, we'll have to help you. There is one more thing, though. Oh? I believe a darkness has infected my family. I'm, I'm not sure what. It was a shock to me what my brother did, and I can't believe that he would have done that if he were in his right mind. If you can save him, I would want you to do that, but if not, you must kill him. Well, I do know that our uh, sage knows many a thing. Perhaps this uh, evil blight uh, is something he might be able to enlighten us about. <laughs> Let me check my journals. I reach into my bag, and I pull out something that looks suspiciously like a National Geographic with the cover wrapped over. Behold, the Book of All Knowledge tells me what I need to know when I need to know it. And I open it up to some random page, which probably has a piece of script taped in it. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to have you roll Enigmas and Intellect. So that would be seven dice. And if you would like to use your trademark, let me check the journals. That will be another two dice. Yep. <laughs> um, and since you're using an item for your bag, I will call that an enhancement, which means if you get any successes, you automatically get another success. Well, um... The uh, dice roller only does eight at a time, so I'll have to roll twice. How unfortunate, how unfortunate. So trying times for adventurers. We have uh, two successes and three tens. Oh, perfect. So yes, so I forgot to mention a success is an eight or a nine and a ten counts as two successes. I have two eights and three tens, so. That's a lot of successes, yes. Um and it will allow you to change one thing, but I will give you the information first and then you can change one thing in the story or in the scene as you see fit my new uh, director. So you were uh, looking back to through your journals to see if you could find anything about what may have overtaken this family. And you can tell in your... National Geographic that has somehow been covered in something, that there has been talk on the winds, uh, talk 
of Zokai, the hellworm, and a resurgence of people attempting to bring, to wake Zokai from his slumber, which you know would cause a great reckoning to the land. And you wonder if perhaps that the cult of Zokai or perhaps some avatars of Zokai have infiltrated this once beautiful kingdom. Well, I I know that uh, her brother is a simpleton and therefore easily misled by such devious cultists. I'm rolling my eyes the entire time. So I I think it would be uh, best if we find the uh, leaders of this cult and smite them dearly so that uh, they may uh, lose their influence over, well, anything involving living, really. <laughs> no, certainly. Certainly there's no reason for them to continue um, to occupy the mortal coils. We'll simply have to dispatch them with uh, brains over brawn, ideally. But brawn would be fine, too. As I pull out my sword that's made of wood with tape on the end or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's a makeshift. It's all we can afford on this picture. It's And it's kind of wobbly. I will slay your dragon, my lady. Mm, and we'll dispatch the bad people, too. Yes, I've never called my brother a dragon before, but uh, yes, he does behave like that sometimes, especially when he is throwing a fit. Well, I shall uh, recant my adventure when I slayed the ten-headed dog in the cave over yonder. Oh, I have heard of the kingdom of over yonder. I've never visited, though. Is it nice this time of year? My lady, you would not want to go alone. Always bring a friend. The grass is always greener there, though. Oh, they have nice lawns over yonder. They do. Now, your brother, your um, your nation, your country, where, where might we find this terrible sickness that we might root it out? Oh, well, as I stated, I have fled further to the east, which means that it's to the west. Tell me, are there sufficient supplies of oil nearby? O- oil? Um, well, I suppose I for lamps or... Lamps or whatever's clever. Oh, um, well, if you know anything about the Kingdom of Centros, you would know that our, our third most grossing export is oil. Ah, then that seals it. We're on our way immediately. Is there anything anyone wants to do before we cut scene to you riding gallantly down the street? Um, yes, I'm going to call for a change of weather because I am done with the rain. Ah, yes. What kind of weather would you like? Oh, I think something um, brooding and dark to travel mm. by. Mm. Perhaps fog, maybe the occasional owl hoots here and there. Um, any other preparations that our party is taking? Well, um, perhaps, um, Celador, you can tell us where on the map. How far is this travel? I slap my map on the table, and, and for prop purposes, it is it is the city of Rockford, Illinois. And I, and I point to some random something street corner. I'm like, this is where we're going. This right here. But, you know, the camera doesn't pan on that because you don't want to see the city. It's just a map. And it will take you some days travel. Hmm. Excellent. We should um, prepare horses then. And if we can, I sort of turn towards the bartender. Uh, tell me, is there a, um, a horse master around? Oh, uh, well, no. I mean, we're just in, in on the side of the road. Um, and there's nothing else around, but uh, there is a, a, the city a distance away. But uh, any anyone that it is 
that is ad- adventuring on behalf of the princess is a friend of mine, and I I have a number of horses. I would be happy to lend you them. Fantastic. I do appreciate that. I sort of tie the all of the gold piece winnings to my belt from the poker game. Good, sir. Do you happen to have a donkey instead? I, I, I am much more comfortable riding a donkey, and it's in my contract. Yes, if it is an ass that you, is, you need, it is an ass that I will supply you. I appreciate that. All the ass I can get. That's why she's not the lead. Oh, donkeys are are slow, but they are they are strong, strung of back. And that's my cue. I equip as I run off stage to go gather all of these animals, as I'm wont to do. Yep, I see a nice scene wipe coming. Yes, exactly. Uh, and our our film reopens with our group on a dark, brooding night, fog rolling in from the plains, obscuring the view of the cardboard cutout trees. They're probably plywood. We upgraded the plywood trees on either side of the road as our party travels uh, two by two, one by one. Uh, Two by two. Two by two, yeah. Obviously with the donkey towards the back. Well, that's where the ass always goes, in the back, right? It does. Ah, yes. Uh, And as you get closer to the kingdom of uh, Centros, which you know to be uh, firstly a a farming kingdom, but also an oil exporting kingdom, you begin to enter into the outlying farmlands uh, headed towards what you know you've seen on your map, Celadora, the Explorer, to be a walled kingdom city where the king's castle lies and where you're most likely to find the prince. And as you are traveling down this dimly lit road, something catches your eye far out. It doesn't seem to be moving. And as you get closer, you see a man that has been stabbed through on a spike. Oh, my. On the side of the road. Well, that is disappointing. And as you look up and look down the road, you see more men on spikes lining the road. Well, let's see what terrible dangers await us. I think I think we can see them in the right here. I poke one with my, my wooden sword. As you poke it, it gurgles out. This man is still alive. And blood begins to seep out of his mouth. His body twitches. It looks as if he's trying to say something to you, but there's a spike going through his chin and up into his head. The work they're doing in the um, effects department is certainly improving. (laughs) I walk on past him. Well, they spared no expense. Well, it is the final show. It's true. Uh, So I guess I'll keep, um, we'll keep moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Being uh, careful, I guess, to keep an eye out for potential rogues and knaves along the way. Um, Why don't I have our sage... And our dreamer, probably. Roll me a, I call it a mysticism intellect check. Well, I have uh, two successes. Thanks, Miranda. I have zero in mysticism. That's fine. So I have uh, zero successes. Oh, look, you got a rewrite. Now you're up to six rewrites. That's so fun. But our sage, or Raz, recognizes that these are not merely farmers or peasants or scoundrels or knaves or thieves or rogues. These are holy men that have been 
staked outside of this city. Well, I I don't see what the problem is. That's very comforting. What monster could have done this? Mm, looks like somebody doesn't like Catholics. All right, um, so we'll we'll continue on the path. How many of these bodies are we seeing that 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 they've lined up for us? Many, many bodies. Some of them are staked, um, as I have described. Others are um, hung by the neck. Some of them have been caged uh, for a period of time, and they look to have wasted away. Some have been some of them have been bound and burned. Exclusively men. Uh, holy women as well. Oh, okay. Priests and priestesses. Well, I mean, at least they're not discriminating. That's nice. It's it's a very forward thinking of them. That's my cue. I'm I'm also part of the props department because you know our budget is real low right now. So with all of the thing with all of the people that you're describing, I'm just sliding panels on the back wall with all of the beheading and the burning and someone having a cross stolen while being stabbed. Allie, is that your fourth? That's my cue. No, it's my third. Okay. 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 I'm keeping track. At five, you have to retire it and get a new quip. This will be the only time it's ever happened. Uh, you also would note that they are, they both don't discriminate male, female. Uh, they also don't seem to discriminate what god or gods or goddesses any of these individuals worship. Well, clearly this is the work of a of an ungodly person. I mean, more than one. I, that's a lot of work for one person. It uh, really is. You know, I'm noticing that there's the bodies, there's, there's a field, there's a field of them. There's got to be at least 30, 40 or more. I mean, it would take, you got to figure the, the weight of the, of the body itself and then all the work. This must have been at least two casting calls of extras. Oh, it's exhausting to even think about. And then you have to think about, are you feeding them? And then how long they're going to be here? And then, you know, with the writer's strike going on right now, you know, it's a little tenuous at best. Well, perhaps we should hurry on to uh, save the budget. Indeed. And to not be caught scabbing. Um, so, yes, we'll, we'll hustle on two by two, three regular horses and, of course, a donkey. Yes, Three regular horses and one ass. You continue on closer to the centralized walled city of the kingdom of Centuros as your horses clip-clop, clip-clop down the road. And uh, we'll say it's still nighttime. The sun has begun to rise. You've traveled many days, and that's really the only way we know how to pass the time is by the sun going up and coming down. And there may even be a montage of the sun going up and coming down as you travel so that we know that you've traveled a, a long time to a, a far away but also oddly close kingdom. Mm. Are we Are we tiring? You are tiring, and you, and you do see a couple of farmhouses in the near distance, just off the road. Hmm. These uh, farmhouses may have a barn. We could uh, uh, relax in the hay for a little while, perhaps. I need to um, re-oil. It's necessary. <laughs> nice. Urge the horse off the road towards one of these farmhouses. If you oil up in the hay, you'll look like a straw, like a straw man. Ah, indeed, indeed. But with more than a straw man's argument. 
As you approach the farmhouse, you see them pulling closed any curtains and shuttering windows and rushing inside. There was maybe a small child outside and a mother scoops him up and rushes inside and shuts the doors. Okay. Um, I assume that perhaps the, you know, the, the literal um, dozens and dozens of men that were staked, men and women that were staked on the way here might have something to do with it. Or if not, at least these, you know, small-time actors playing bit roles are really digging in. I get it to the door and give it a swift and, uh, and reasonable knock. You hear the sound of hushing inside. <laughs> Can totally hear you in there. Go go away. Uh, we don't want any. Are you sure? I, I brought cookies. What's a cookie? Oh, it's like a biscuit, but American. Well, I've never had a cookie before, and I don't know what accent I'm doing either. I'm Australian, maybe. Did the person behind the store shift accents midstream? They absolutely did. Because any actor that is on this set, is their accent's only as good as mine is. And they did not get paid much, but they... They went through to their audition and, and it clearly said vaguely English countryside accent and they assured them that they could do that. And they got like two phrases off and that was really all they had in there was like, hello, governor. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I I just, I implore them as best I can. We, we have been traveling for days and days on this road. We have seen terrible and horrible things that have been done to this country. And what we truly need are places to stay, perhaps even the use of your barn. If we let you stay here and you're helping the princess, then they, they'll kill us. Wait, hang on. I never said we were helping the princess. Oh, oh well, sorry. And you hear the ruffling of papers. Well, look, I'm just saying we don't trust strangers here. And if you're a stranger, then the prince will come and kill us. Listen, just so that we're not strangers anymore. My name is Alistair Von Hootenberg. The Alistair von Hutenberg? That's right. That's right. And my uh, my traveling companions and I are seeking to gather some strength for the terrible tasks that we have ahead of us. And I'd really rather not have to kick the sword down. I've heard tales of your adventuring party. Are you here to defeat the prince and save the princess and return the glory to our great kingdom? Yes. Yes. Poor, simple farmer from New Jersey. I absolutely am. Okay, well, I suppose you can have use of our bond, but if they come, you're going to have to hide because if they see you here or if they see we're helping anybody, they're going to kill us. We will hide very well. We will hide both the horse and the ass. Oh, I appreciate it. Sometimes when, once sometimes once you get all the horses in, it's, the ass just squeeze out the back end, but I think if you squeeze in real tight, you can get the ass in too. I, if we have any trouble, I will call on you. Uh, yes, thank you. Thank you. So we'll hustle off to the barn then and uh, see about making quick work of it as a place to doss down for the evening. Uh, you can absolutely do that. There are a number of uh, piles of hay uh, that you can make a nice bed out of or feed your horses or your donkey. Yeah, we want to make sure the, the animals get fed reasonably well and we find a place that... Um, we can also we can also rest and and uh, you know perhaps have a roll in the hay etc. And we all know that the best time to storm a castle is nighttime. So sleeping through the day does make 
sense. At one point, the farmer's wife will bring you out a large pot of stew that she has uh, made to help uh, str- strengthen your spirits. I don't think Alistair could possibly let her leave without attempting to coerce her into staying and eating with us. Oh, dear, eating with the great Alistair von Hutenberg, I... I can't help myself. I would have to. Oh, I'm I'm so ingratiated to stay with you. Sage, hold this barrel of oil. Oh, here, don't. I don't want you to tire yourselves out feeding yourselves here. I will spoon it into your mouth for you. I give this cast member a strange look. I am but a poor milkmaiden. Hmm, indeed. Oh, this is the wrong set for this. So? I never loved my husband, but I believe I could find love in your eyes. Well... Get used to disappointment, I quip. What an odd thing to say. Listen, I get like an extra 500 bucks every time I say it, okay? So like I'm trying to work it in here. And she like pulls some paper out from under her skirt and looks at it and then shoves it back in. But yeah, eat this too. Relax, enjoy with this milkmaid and then um, rest because on the next night we, we battle this terrible prince. Yeah. As you are, in fact, uh, setting settling in to rest for the day, uh, and this milkmaid is spoon feeding you. You hear the clip clopping of a horse's hooves coming down the road, and she gasps and and holds on to you and grabs onto you tight. Oh my dear, I knew that they would come today. It has been a, a fortnight since they last came, and he, that prince, he just he can't let his. Oh, sorry, my voice was higher before. He just can't let the, his sister go. No, I can see why. And I'll wrap my hands round her waist. Clearly, fate has brought us together so that we can protect you and your family. Oh, this is obvious. But mostly me, right? I never loved my husband. Oh, I already said that line. I hear the clip-clopping getting closer, and then you hear feet scuffling on the ground as they get down from the horses. Oh, no way. I'm going to kick open the barn door and yell, We can do this the hard way or even the harder way. I wouldn't do that, but you definitely should, I quit. I have my ass in one hand, <laughs> my sword. <laughs> the reins, the reins of the ass, not my actual ass. <laughs> like, come on, polka dot, we need to go. Uh, and you see, you are confronted as you, you call it polka dot. Yes, it's polka dot the ass. Okay. Um, and as you kick open this door, you see standing in front of it, a little ways away as if they were going to the house, a group of four city guardsmen, or what you would assume would be city guard based on their uh, clothing. But as they hear this noise, they look over to you, and it's almost as if their eyes have been blacked out. There's this, like, black ring around both of them that seems to even kind of drip down their face. That is really gross. Are you going to go deal with that? Yes. You keep oiling yourself up. Oh, I will. I I just subconsciously grab the farmer's wife's hands and rub it on my chest as I watch... (laughs) Celadora <laughs> go. And Celadora the Explorer races into combat. So for combat, we will, we can all, even though you all haven't entered into it yet, uh, we'll let's all roll initiative and then you can decide on your turn if you just want to continue to watch Celadora or not. And so you can roll either athletics and cunning or empathy and dexterity and tell me how many successes you get. I will roll athletics and cunning. And I get it 
a 10, so two successes. I rolled zero successes. I rolled three successes. Target number eight and above, right, Miranda? Yes, it's the same. So eight and nine are successes, tens are twos. Okay, so I have four. I already know what I'm doing with my action, of course. Okay, so our order then is me with five successes, and then Mike, Morgan, Lonnie, and Allie. So they see you and uh, this group of city guards, uh, they see you charging out Celadora and this group of city guards is going to meet you in battle swords drawn essentially. And so what I'm going to have you do before I roll is to roll your defense. So you start with a defense of one. I'm assuming that you are muscling through whatever damage they will have. So your defense will be stamina. So I'm just going to have you roll stamina. I get zero successes. Okay, so you will just have one defense then. And I did get a number of successes. I got three successes. So that will be one damage to you. We are using the quick play rules for this, so I should have maybe said that outright. And so each of our adventurers will have five levels of damage. So Celadora the Explorer started at unhurt, but she is now at just a flesh wound. And so what that means is that you will gain one die on any of your path skill rolls. Because they got a couple of extra successes on you, I am going to say that your donkey's reins fly out of your hand. Your donkey is spooked and begins to run. Oh, I, I yell, polka dot, polka dot. Will someone get the damn donkey? And now it is uh, Mike's turn. Oh, I mean, clearly uh, Alistair is seeing the combat in front of him, is somewhat interested, but he wants to at least make sure that he gets an even sheen and coat of oiling from the milkmaid first. So what I'm going to do is, of course, hold my action, prepare my sword for battle, and then weigh in when the time is right. Fantastic. I will not make you roll to get oiled, as we all know that that your character is oiled. Oiled up abs. Uh, now it's Morgan's turn. After they knocked the reins out of my hand and, and Polka Dot ran away. Or they run, it's running away. It's not gone yet, but it's it's gotten spooked. Yes, so I will, um, I will start to do an ancient art of training montage before the five guardsmen from the city. Think like Karate Kid, like, you know, ancient training montage. Or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, if that's your jam, too. And um, I would like to actually blind the five guardsmen by throwing dirt in their eyes. As I'm doing, like, a sweeping leg kick, and I want to pick up some dirt and just toss it in their eyes. Yes. So we cut to this training montage that you've done in this past with all of these different techniques. You're punching... Uh, dummies, you're throwing sand, you're kicking up dirt, you're tossing your sword into the air and catching it, and uh, you're fighting off ten men at once. And uh, we flash back forward after seeing this training montage. So I'm going to have you roll a close combat and probably dexterity for this, plus two for your trademark, and a bonus for the quips that you have used, which is numerous. I have gotten six successes. 
So you do cause some damage. You are also able to blind them. And because you used a trademark and got some successes, you get to take over directorial control, which will, I'll give you some kind of uh, an example here of, of what it says here. So whenever a character achieves an extraordinary success, they gain directorial control, allowing them to narrate the events approaching in the next scene or in this scene, such as a friend to the protagonist appearing on the scene, a monster fleeing, a wall collapsing to allow for escape. So you get to change something that is happening in the scene as the director would either add something or take something away. As you've kicked dust up into their eyes and they're all clutching onto their now blinded selves. Yeah, I, I lean into one of the guys and whisper to him as he's like rubbing his eyes from the dirt and say, hey, you guys aren't till the next scene. You need to go back. What? You kicked dirt in our eyes. You you made Polka Dot run away. You you, you belong in the next scene. I didn't even, I'm supposed to have a stunt double today. Oh, you better go talk to the director about that. You see them, they go and clamber up onto their horses. One of them is kind of like climbing up sideways, but his foot gets stuck and they spook the horses and they begin to run off as the guys have like half climbed onto them and they're crying. They're just continuing to rub their eyes and the horses run off set and knock a bush over. I, I, I turn around to go back toward the barn. I'm like, fucking amateurs. Oh, thank you, adventurers, for saving me. No, 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 no. How many, you don't you only get so many lines, okay? I sort of caution her. Um, I'm going to clap Celadora the Explorer back into the barn. I'm just going to applause. What a mighty deed, indeed. I, I bow and in my mighty armor, which is very few and, you know, lots of skin. You are welcome, Alistair. May I borrow some of your oil? Oh, without question. My armor is squeaky. Yes, let me help you. Last night, the producer said that I could have as many lines as I wanted in this movie. Boy, have I heard that one before. But we don't talk about that on set. No, no, definitely not when the cameras are rolling. Um, so uh, perhaps a, a final rest before our uh, terrifying and um, dangerous retaking of this country. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Save up your strength. I will return to my home with my husband that I don't love and leave you to rest. I expect fresh milk in the um, when I wake, you understand. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Good. I go back to polishing Celadora's armor. And as our heroes tuck themselves into their beds of hay for the night, I believe we will draw a close to the first of this two-parter of They Came from the Cyclops' Cave. Thank you for giving us your listening ears, and we look forward to seeing you after the intermission. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 